It's time to put p- 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 podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! Recap Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. This week, we are still not talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! This week, we're talking about Zatch Bell. <laughs> Do you remember Zatch Bell? I, see, here's the Barely. funny thing. Here's the funny thing is, Zatch Bell, I only know from people saying, yo, have you seen the show Zatch Bell? <laughs> I only remember it from the ads for Zatch Bell. Mm, uh, yeah, when like it was the... on Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. was or it, whatever it was, was it Cartoon Network? Was it like Saturday morning or was it Toonami? Was it like it must cool, have been Toonami? It was Cool Toon Network. I see. I don't think it's cool enough to be Toonami because the concept is just so weird. It's strange. It's strange. Um, but we'll get into it. Uh, Jimmy, what have you been doing this week that's been making you happy? Uh, I have been playing much, much more Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. I've been rooting, tooting, and shooting. Um, <laughs> I saw your very good post about how the main character wears a mask. Yeah, if Arthur Morgan can wear a mask the entire time he's shooting up the O'Driscoll's camp, uh, you can wear a mask for 15 minutes while you're shopping for microwave burritos. <laughs> but it's been good, though. Uh, it's been extremely fun. It runs beautifully on my new computer. Um there was a moment when I was walking through the town of Valentine and this rifle gang member was there and he started talking shit. And so I, there's an option whenever you walk by an NPC that's like contact sensitive. So you can like greet them or like antagonize them. Oh, or point your gun at them. <laughs> okay. The, but antagonize the, the three reactions. <laughs> the three reactions to everything in life. Um, so I antagonized him a little bit, just spit back some, some insult. And so he ran up and started trying to stab me. Oh, uh, yeah, and uh, so I pulled out my lasso and hog-tied him there in the, the mud um, to, to teach him a good lesson. I didn't want to kill the guy because I didn't feel like getting in a shootout with the sheriff. Uh, so I started walking away. Meanwhile, the sheriff, who was apparently ignoring this the whole time, oh, runs okay. out. I thought you were saying that it was the sheriff that was trying to stab you. <laughs> <laughs> I was really confused there for a second. No, it the was one of those goddamn okay. O'Driscoll boys. Oh. The sheriff just happened to be in the same town. And he you. ran over. He he comes out of the sheriff's office. He sees this person hogtied in the street. He runs over and starts untying him. And so this guy immediately gets up and starts trying to stab me again. And the sheriff sees that and just shoots him dead. And I tip <laughs> my hat and go on my merry way. It was good. Wow. Which is one of the many fun random interactions you can have. I mean, all cops are bastards, but maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not that one sheriff. I don't know. No, he's kind of a bastard. <laughs> okay. He just happened to be against the same person as me for a little bit. Right. Okay. Enemy of my enemy sort of thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it's, I mean, I guess the reputation of Red Dead Redemption 2. Did I get the whole name right? I did. Yes. Uh, the, the reputation of RDR 2 is that everybody is kind of a bastard. Everyone's kind of a bastard. It's the Old West. Right. The, the This is not a place for gentle, soft folk. No. This is a, a place for uh, rustlers and very bad people. Did you ever... Because both of us are from California. Did you ever go to those like Old West reenactment towns? I did go to like a gold rush mining town. I don't think they were sure. doing reenact at the time we visited for school. Something like uh, like, like Sutter's Mill or something. Exactly. Yeah, something like that. Okay. And I know we went to the uh, the California missions a couple of times. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the 
the the project in fifth grade that everyone in California has to do. <laughs> make well con- convince a parent or legal guardian to make a model of a mission for you. <laughs> <laughs> convince your dad to get some styrofoam and lathe it on his mill so you can like actually have a good looking project that's not garbage. I think that I think that was one of my dad's favorite projects because he got really into the like. He, like we went to a model shop and got like model trees to put around the mission. Oh, really? And he was so proud of it. And I just showed up to a class with like six of their homeschoolers being like, mm-hmm, I definitely made this with myself <laughs> and, and only it myself wasn't my, no help. It wasn't, it wasn't my dad with his bandsaw. <laughs> but no, I, Man. I, I we, we used to go to places like that. And it's a similar feeling that I get from looking at Red Dead Redemption 2 because I'd be in this place where people are like reenacting what it was like to be in the old West. And I'm just looking around thinking, I do not belong here. <laughs> I would not survive. Yeah, you walk by the butcher in town. He doesn't even have, like, a building. He is just out in the open air, surrounded by mud and flies, like, on the side of the road, being like, hey, partner, I can buy those pelts from you. And you're like, this isn't hygienic. Yeah, right. I eat this stuff, I'm going to die. Right. There's no amount of, like, burning it over a campfire that is going to get the <laughs> gunk out of it. Oh, you can burn things over a campfire too, which is very fun. Oh, that's fun. I like that. You, I kinda... you shoot a, a game bird and then you like set up camp and you can like skewer it on your knife and just kind of roast over the fire and chow down. <laughs> that was the, the most unbelievable thing for me in uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. Because, you know, you could cook in Breath of the Wild, right? But oh, you, yeah. could, you could never fuck it up. That was like <laughs> Link's hidden superpower was he always cooked the dish to perfection. Mm-hmm. Unless he used the wrong ingredients, in which it comes out so terrible that they had to censor it. <laughs> right. I cracked up so true? much when the first time I saw that. I was at your apartment. I was dog sitting Pepper. Oh and yeah. Playing it on your Switch the first time I saw that, and I just burst out <laughs> laughing. It, it makes me think of like, um, like what if Iron Chef was in one of these games, and he like lifts up the the dish and he goes, "Today's secret ingredient is a mistake." <laughs> Today's secret ingredient is a rock. <laughs> it's like the end results are all censored, barred out. So tell me about this thing that's been making you happy that I'm very confused about. Yeah, it's been making me happy. It's been making Lauren a little upset because I keep I keep talking about it. <laughs> I I have become Oh, okay. Do you, do you want to come to them? <laughs> okay. She's, she's saying that I'm spending too much time on my phone, which is accurate. Um, so th- this thing that I've gotten caught up in is called baseball. Jimmy, as you know, American baseball is not really happening this year uh, because of COVID-19 and the country's inability to handle any sort of crisis. Uh, so an enterprising game company, I believe they're the Game Lab. Let me look this up real quick. Uh, the game band, pardon me. Uh, they have put together baseball. Um, the sport from Futurama. No, that's Blurns Ball. That's Blurns Ball. Baseball is. It's a couple of things. So you do you remember when everybody realized that fantasy sports were just a D and D for jocks? Mm-hmm. It's it's that concept. Everything is just numbers. But it's what if baseball was written by the folks from Night Vale? That sounds fun. It's really good. So so we're because of okay, let me back up. The game 
works by each hour on the hour is a new game of baseball and they have a bracket and leagues and they and they have a fake game of baseball where you see each team as sort of like a ticker tape uh it's very similar to like listening to a game of baseball on the radio and you you hear like okay uh Bert Gonzalez is up to bat and uh pitching is Alberto Tosser well let me just look up a live game uh right now my favorite team the Mexico City Wild Wings is going up against uh the Baltimore Crabs and uh Raphael Davids is pitching for the Wild Wings uh we're up one nothing Suttony Dreamy is batting for the Crabs they have one on base and it just kind of goes like that where you you can watch this thing go by of of a baseball game and then all the text is like strange, otherworldly, like Cthulhu heard about baseball once sort of text. I just um, pulled up their website and I yeah. love the the intro that they have here. Baseball is baseball at your mercy. Baseball perfected. Our players are inhuman. They play day and night, rain or shine. They never grow sick. They never tire. <laughs> yeah, they somebody somebody on the Discord found the source code for the game and they found the stats for all the players and it includes a number called maximum fingers <laughs> which presumably implies that you can raise that limit. <laughs> um but one of the things is so you get when you sign up you get fake money and uh-huh. you can use that fake money to bet on on games. Uh, and, and you also pick a favorite team and you can get like some passive income every time your favorite team wins. I picked the Mexico City Wild Wings. There's also the Baltimore Crabs, the LA Tacos, uh, the Hellmouth Sunbeams, um, the Breckenridge Jazz Hands, you know, normal teams. And so you can bet on games, you get more money. But the thing that you really want to spend money on is voting rights and you buy votes and you spend those votes on various things uh, each election, which happens at the end of the week. So you have a different game every hour. Every day is a... Um, uh, is it every day is a, a real day? No. Every hour in the game is a day. Every week is a season. So at the end of the season, on a Saturday, they have a postseason day. And then they have an election day where all your votes sort of are tallied up and, and things happen. And last week, people voted to open the book. And the book, there's a button now that just says book. It wasn't there before. It's there now. And it says the book of baseball, the book of baseball. Wow. Uh, And then it goes the game of redacted and redacted. And it's an official rule book where most of it is redacted. (laughs) Uh, And it's very strange and very lovely. And every now and then, like, like players will spontaneously combust uh the the twitter presence is very fun from the commissioner who's doing a very good job um anyway yeah so i i've been i've been really enjoying because i I don't really get into organized sports but I i do like the idea of just having numbers to follow over time something about that's mm-hmm. very comforting and it's really fun to log in and something be like, to care about that doesn't actually have any stakes right it's really fun to log in and be like oh oh my team won a couple of games oh that's great oh no our pitcher died he blew <laughs> up <laughs> like <laughs> oh no um so uh, sometimes that just happens yeah sometimes it just happens so the wild wings are doing okay they're fourth in the evil league right now um, or they, they were second behind the Hades Tigers, but then they lost a few games to the Phillies Pies. The Philly Pies are doing pretty well. 
Anyway, that's Blazeball. That's Blazeball, the the Internet League of Blazeball. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's just kind of like a silly thing that you can sign up for and then forget about. That sounds delightful. Yeah. I would be remiss, Tyler, hearing mm. you talk about this fake sport. If I didn't, if I wasn't able to inform you about what's happening in the real sport of baseball. Yeah. Can uh, you can being, you explain it to me? Well, just one just one detail that I want you personally to know. Uh, this is insider information since I work at a sports network. Oh, um, should I should I bleep this? Is this allowed? No. Um, <laughs> I want our listeners to hear this too. So, obviously, given the state of the world, they can't actually have any fans in the stadiums. Right. Um, but it's very weird and unnerving for the players to be playing sports in a completely empty stadium. It's bizarre. Yeah, I, we've been watching some, some clips of football matches where that's happening. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, what they've been doing is, in the stadium, while they're playing the game, they have a guy with a soundboard that's full of clips from crowd noises from the video game MLB The Show. Oh, my God. Who is DJing fake crowd noises in response to what's happening on the field. What the fuck? (laughs) And apparently he messed up a little while ago and someone hit a foul ball and the crowd just went nuts. <laughs> but he's like, actually, they're like actually piping it through the stadium PA system. So what it sounds the to the hell? players like there's people there. I mean, that's some pretty amazing uh, resourcefulness there. It is. But, but in a very a real thing. sense, it's also like a human zoo to make the <laughs> the people feel less agitated by piping in noises from their natural yeah. environment. Yeah. Like, I remember, so, uh, 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 wrestling had to do this. I, I don't remember the name of the wrestling league, if it's WWE or WWF or which one's real or whatever. Um, but I remember there were these clips that came out right after they decided to still have wrestling, but with no audience. And I think it was Stone Cold Steve Austin or something. And he's like shouting to the crowd that's not there. Let me hear you say, yeah. And then just like the lone announcer in the other side of the building is like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be even more creepy. It was so strange. (laughs) So that's, I mean, I I get that desire, you know, That's, that's a really interesting way to do that. Do you think it would be more or less weird if the the stands were full of the other actual teams? Oh shit! Wouldn't that, that be, be intimidating, though? I mean, if that would be, the stand, be less. If, everyone, if you <laughs> were surrounded, safe. it would be less safe, and it would be so embarrassing to be to have everyone watching you be also experts at the game. Who are like critiquing, critiquing everyone's performance. That's true. That's true. Although it, it, it would be better than what Portland's been doing. So Portland in, uh, well, I'm going to call it PGE Park because who the fuck cares what it's actually called now? Uh, PG Park, Jeldwin Park, Providence Park? Has it changed names again? It's it's one of those parks where like whoever's sponsoring it gets to name it, so it's just changed yeah. names a bajillion times. Um, but so that park where the Timbers play and the Beavers play, uh, they <laughs> they sold. <laughs> I still can't believe this is a real thing. They sold seats to fans, mm-hmm. and I I believe this was for uh, 
the Thorns games specifically. It's still the, Providence uh, Park. Still Providence Park. Okay, thank you. I believe this is for the I Thorns game, the, uh, the the women's soccer team. Uh, they they sold seats to fans, and they would get pictures of the fans, and not just make cardboard cutouts of them, but make like plush versions of the fans and prop them up in the seats. And oh, so you weird. see just like these still these still not quite human figures out in the first few rows of seats, not moving, not doing anything. And some people sent in like just a close up of their face instead of oh, the no. whole body like they were supposed to. So, so it's just giant see, heads. It's, it's, you see just a human size cutout with just someone's <laughs> face in the torso. It's so great. <laughs> God, I, please, I, I need to see this. It's so strange. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'd be able to find it. Um, Portland, f- Portland fake fans. That's gonna come up with a bunch. Uh, yeah, just Google Portland fake fans, and it's the first image to come up. Um, it's it's not just people who pretend to be fans of Portland. Oh, I see it. What's funny is I'm looking at it now, and I'm pretty sure I used to work for one of these people. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so so that's been a thing, a great thing. Um, please, just, listeners, please just Google cardboard cutout baseball <laughs> under Google Images. These are absolutely delightful to look at. It's it's so comforting to me because I, you know, it when, looks like a PS2 game. It does. It it that's exactly it. It's so comforting to me that all of this stuff is happening right now because when Lauren and I first moved to England, I was like, I'm going to get into cricket. I'm going to learn everything about cricket and I'm going to watch it. And that hasn't happened because I've realized that largely it is a fake game where everything is made up. And it's so comforting to me to know that sports in general are fake. <laughs> everything is made up and the points do not matter. That's that's wonderful. So baseball has been making me happy. Um also, speaking of fake sports, we were watching Canada's Drag Race earlier, which is very good. Uh, do you want to talk about the show? Let's talk about Zatch Bell. Let's talk about it. It's time to discuss the episode. Jimmy, episode one of Zatch Bell, with an exclamation mark on the end. It's important. It's very important. Uh, Zatch Bell, episode one, is titled The Lightning Boy from Another World. There you go. Um, my first question for you, Jimmy. Why is this goddamn show so fucking hard to find? <laughs> I suspect from the show itself and what I know about it, it's because no one cares enough about it to put it up on any streaming service. I guess. Like, I... it's not even on Crunchyroll. No. And here's... Okay. It has a listing on Crunchyroll, but no actual episodes that I could see. We... We... <sighs> We acquired the episode through means. Um, You, dear listener, might be able to find an episode on YouTube. It may have been taken down by now. I had originally found one. I sent it to you. I watched the first, like, two minutes, and then I put it away to come back later. And then by the time we both got to it again, it had been taken down. Or it had had gone private, I guess. Uh, This is, for whatever reason notoriously difficult to find which is strange to me specifically because the fandom seems so obsessed with it people who are into zatch bell are so into zatch bell 
like, I mean, I, I sent you the wikia, the the fandom, yeah, the zatchbell.fandom.com/wiki. There are pages in this that get into the etymology of each spell that appears in the show. And we'll explain, I guess, a bit about the spells later, but they get into like, oh, here are the roots of all of these words, and here's the the underlying meaning of like when they say this, what that's referring to is not just this Japanese symbol, but also this thing that happens in the show, and like they get really deep. Huh. And I guess they must just all own DVDs of the show? And nobody's got them onto YouTube? Uh, oh, except, though, I guess I, I, I will say there is a dub on YouTube that's pretty easy to find, but it's all in Hindi, and I, I don't I speak it. I saw that. I don't speak it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's um, a very specific. It's very weird that you can put an entire show on YouTube and no one will care if it's in the wrong language. Yeah, right? Like, it must like just all the be... other languages got taken down, but I guess Hindi is fine. No sure. one is looking for it in Hindi. I guess. I, I guess? Anyway, so we acquired the show through methods. Yes. If An episode of the show. An episode. The first episode. Uh, I can't say that I condone piracy of anime, but if they wanted our money, we would have given it to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, broad strokes. How did you feel about this show? This show is weird. Yes. I always thought it was weird when I saw ads for it growing up. And having seen a full episode now, it it's still weird. Yeah. It, yes. It has tones and overtones and at least one undertone. I don't really know where I'm going with that sentence. It it does strange things, not only like in the plot, which we can get into, mm -hmm. but in like the way that the characters are drawn, in the things that they say, in in how they were dubbed, in how they were, especially in how they were dubbed in a scene <laughs> kind of late in the episode, which I'll I'll talk about later. Uh it it yeah. I don't know how this show got aired. Like, this seems like a thing that you could really only do if you were already famous, you know? Yeah. Like, if you'd already made a hit and you said, like, yeah, let's do this shit. And everyone was like, oh, I guess I have to say yes, you're the famous person. It did feel like for a show like this to have all the trouble of being, like, adapted and translated for u.s audiences it seems like more trouble than it was worth a little bit a little bit uh okay you took really detailed notes on the plot here do we want to cover the plot since it's unlikely that most of our audience will get to watch the episode sure we can, we can kind of go through it we, we can, can go through it. through it first off though through the intro generic like anime theme song that doesn't even have lyrics yeah but they couldn't even all the characters they couldn't even get a non-pixelated version of the logo for the show intro <sighs> yeah i was so disappointed by that it has it's... this thing where it's like the show logo like appears and then zooms in so you can see it and it's all the edges are all jaggy it's like a jpeg right it's it's like, like somebody couldn't... 
They couldn't even get the original vector for the show itself. <laughs> I, there are parts of the show that feel that way, too. And we can kind of point them out as, as we go through it, I guess. But the style of anime, maybe not the style, but the quality of, of the animation changes throughout the show. So some uh, uh, parts of it feel like JPEGs moving around the screen. And other parts of it are, like, really finely crafted, like, pretty good art, actually. It was all over the place. Yeah. I know that a part of it was certainly because of the uh, uh, localization. Like, they definitely changed some things <laughs> in the English They changed style. a lot of things, um, as I came to find out. But, but I can't believe that they changed as much as what we saw. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so what's, the, what's the first thing that happens after the intro here? The first thing after the intro, we uh, we fade in on like a beautiful sunrise, and a speck in the distance is coming closer and closer, and it's this little boy hanging from the feet of an eagle or like a very large bird. Uh, yeah, is it a bald eagle? I'm trying to remember now, but he calls it's it some washy. kind of large eagle. I remember he calls it Washi, which is a very good bird name. Anyway, this is Zatch Bell. He looks he looks like a toddler with the face of a ventriloquist dummy. Yep. He's got, he's uh, got the big voice, eyes. The lines coming down from the eyes. His voice is literally just Jimmy Neutron. Is it the same voice actor? It is the same voice actress as Jimmy Neutron. James Isaac <laughs> Neutron. And... She apparently didn't do a single thing to differentiate the voices because it just sounds exactly like Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> I mean, in a way, that makes the show better. <laughs> Brain Blast! That's... Yeah, well, okay. So the character of Zatch Bell is... like a, He's a very genuine person, right? Like, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's very encouraging of people. Um, very innocent... And I think, yeah, I think Jimmy Neutron's a decent voice for that. He's a little boy. He's a little boy. Uh, I remember reading, I, I don't have it pulled up just yet, but I remember reading in the wiki, I believe Zatch is three years old. Is he three? Uh, six, pardon me. He is six years old. No, He is extremely short, though. Even shorter yes, than Yugi. <laughs> right, which is an interesting feat. Uh, he, he looks like he's three years old. But he's six, yeah, he apparently. is like toddler sized compared he, to everyone around him. He wears one of those like Victorian. Uh, what what is it even? It's like a nightgown. Yeah, it's like not quite a muumu, but it's it is a dress. It and it looks like a Victorian era, like what a a small child would wear. And it's got like a big white bow in the front and a gold brooch. It's. It makes him look it's like a, a little, yeah. It makes him look like a little uh, Victorian girl, <laughs> little Victorian is, orphan. I mean, hey, I'm not here to yuck any yums. If you can pull off that look, you do you. Uh, um, so, yeah. So okay. So so Zatch Bell flies in on a giant bird. He sees a fish, a, a, a trout or something in the water, and he goes, "An enormous fish." Yeah. He goes, "Oh, cool!" And he leaps from the bird, and grabs it <laughs> wrestles with it uh-huh and then we just cut away from that uh to the main character in the show who is keo uh keo is that guy 
Kyo is a 14-year-old who thinks he's smarter than everyone at school, including the teachers. Um, right. And as someone who has been a 14-year-old boy before, uh, he's absolutely insufferable. Yeah. We yeah. all were. But he's yeah. more insufferable than most. Right. I mean, in that way, the writing was good, right? Because, like, yeah. nobody likes you when you're 14. Yeah, he's not a JoJo character where he's, like, absolutely jacked and he's super cool and stuff. He's a smug little prick who's, like, talking back to his mom who wants him to go to school. He's lying in his bed. Yeah, and he says a bunch of cracks, like, yeah, I'm already smarter than everybody at that school, including the teachers. Uh, I'm not going to learn anything. He just wants to, like, read his book, basically. Yeah, he just wants to hang out. Uh, Usually in these kinds of shows where there's, like, a magical character or, like, creature or something, the main character usually has to, like, find them, like, the friend or animal, and has to, like, keep them a secret from his life. Yeah. You know, kind of sneak him around. Here, Zatch Bell suddenly just demolishes his entire wall and flies in on the eagle. (laughs) It's (laughs) Holding a giant fish. It's so good. And the first thing he says, the first thing he says, he calls Keo Mr. Rude Boy. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely blows up his the side of his entire room. He's like, that's no way to talk to your mother. I can't do the Jimmy Neutron voice. No. Despite but, you know, being named Jimmy. <laughs> Picture Jimmy Neutron saying, that's no way to talk to your mother, Mr. Rude Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... He, like, jumps out of bed and, like, absolutely panics, which is a natural response. Yep, yep. Um, Yep, all right. And Zatch explains, uh, with the giant fish strapped to his back, uh, that Keo's dad sent him. Uh, He found him in, like, a magical forest in England and just decided to send the... And he has, like, no memories of his origins, uh, except for this weird book that he came with. And so Keo's dad found this weird child and decided to send this amnesiac child off to be friends with his own son to get him back on track. <laughs> yeah, Which... he says his dad wrote Keo a letter and it says something like, uh, or yeah, he, it does that thing where he's like reading the letter, but then it switches to the dad's voice. So it's unclear if this is Keo's dad talking to Keo. And he says that he sends Zatch to Keo because, quote, he's been acting a fool lately. <laughs> yeah um and so he's reading this letter from his dad being like hey i got you a younger brother now (laughs) (laughs) to help to help you do better in school um he's a little odd but he's a good kid and like during all this zatch is in the background like eating the fish whole like a cartoon like ripping the the flesh off the fish until it's just like a fish head on a skeleton yeah like a fucking like looney tunes yeah like Gollum meets looney tunes sort of thing <laughs> i was half expecting it there to be like a xylophone noise oh and he like pulls the <laughs> fish the, out of his mouth bones. yeah um and he's also he took he takes the dress off at that point right yeah he he was not wearing the dress uh when he arrived so he's he wearing get... shorts right right so he doesn't get his clothes wet uh, in the dub, I do know this. In the localization, they animated boxer shorts onto him. In the yeah, Japanese... that was one thing I wanted to bring up. <laughs> in the Japanese, he is buck naked. <laughs> I was looking at the website about this, and even on the wiki, they censored it. Oh, did they really? <laughs> yeah, there's like censored for the. There's a little box that says censored for the wiki. Like wow. they do not want to be hosting pictures of this <laughs> this little boy's dick. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, good on them. Yeah, that's yeah. not something that we need to be seeing. Um, but you know, it was funny that because that's one of the places where you see the difference in animation, where like Zatch will look fairly well animated, and then you see this kind of pixely boxer shorts on top. It it looks like MS Paint. It does. Like it if does. someone tried to draw boxer shorts with a mouse and MS Paint, that's how right. well it's animated. So the, the gist of the letter is, hey, kid, if you're so smart, why don't you translate this ancient text? I'm busy. Oh, Here, right. Because the book. book the book is filled with an ancient, untranslatable text. Yeah. Um, let's see. Where does it go from here? So the the next thing that happens is he's like, I don't want to deal with you. Uh, uh, Zacker or whatever your name is. I want to be a broody 14 year old. Please go away. And he like smacks him upside the head with the book and Zatch's mouth opens. His eyes go white and he explodes with lightning, <laughs> blowing an even larger hole in Kyo's wall. <laughs> yeah. And then he like, the, the light fades and he just kind of looks around and he's like, wow, what happened to your room? Your room is, is is a total mess. He doesn't even like notice that he just shot lightning out of his mouth. Right. And so Keo kind of freaks out. He's like, all right, what the fuck was that? Uh, he <laughs> puts Zatch with his mom. He just like shoves her, <laughs> shoves him her away and, uh, and says, okay, fine. Uh, I am not going to deal with this. I guess I'll just go to school instead. And <laughs> I got to get away from this weird shit. And the mom says, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Kyo's mom for a second? She is extremely accepting of just being handed a brand new member of their family. Yeah. That was She's... sent by her husband off on the other side of the world. Like, here, take this kid. Kyo's mom like, so far okay. is super cool. <laughs> she is like... rolling with the punches. Yeah, like she says at the beginning, she goes, you know what, like the reason why the bullies pick on you at school is because you say shit like, I'm smarter than everyone here. That's why they pick on you. And if you wanted to like have friends, you totally could just stop being an asshole. (laughs) And then so she gets this child foisted on her and she just like sits down with them at the kitchen table and and says. Yeah, she she holds Zatch in her arms. She doesn't even blink. Yeah, she's like, all right. And then. Kyo leaves and she apologizes for Kyo. She's like, I'm sorry about that, Zatch. Kyo's kind of an ass. He's always <laughs> He's just kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, uh, what is she? She says, like, I wish that he could make friends. And Zatch has the most amazing reaction. <laughs> Zatch goes, he doesn't have friends. Do you really want Kyo to make friends? <laughs> like, are you sure this guy? <laughs> And she goes, yeah, of course. Like, I want him to have friends and I want you to be his friend. This person that I just met who came in through the window with a giant bird and a fish. Does she even know that, like, part of her house has a hole punched in it? Uh, she does. She does. She well, must. she learns anyway. And you, you see it later on. They've patched it up at the end of the episode. <laughs> Which I have to believe is just, like, she just went and did it, right? Yeah. Well, they, well, they were gone. And so Kyo goes to school. Yeah, Kyo goes to school. Episode uh, two, brings... Kyo goes to school. No, same episode. Yeah, he uh, he takes the book with him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so yeah, that's, just... that's the other thing. That's how much of a dick he is. He's like, I don't want to deal with you, but I am going to steal your book as I bounce. Yeah. Well, bye. So he's so, yeah. in math class, and he's distracted by 
this book of weird ancient texts and he's like trying to figure it out. The teacher calls on him to like figure out to figure out this like algebra equation or whatever on the board. And so he's not like he barely even looks up and he like solves it instantly because he is smart. The yeah, piss, like, pisses off the okay. teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Sits <laughs> back down. But he finally like understands the language, at least the first bit of writing in it. Yeah, he realizes that the text that's in red, uh, he can understand for some reason. Mm. And he translates it. Uh, it says the first spell is Zakir. Yeah, I think I think he says it in the show Zaker, but that's definitely <laughs> not the right pronunciation. I think. <laughs> um, so he's like, "Huh, that's weird." Uh, and so Zatch follows him in a duffel bag. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, Zatch, Zatch tells the mom, leave it to me. I'm going to make sure that he makes a ton of new friends. I'm going to take care of him. And, and so he like, he's like one of those old timey cartoons of like a guy wearing a barrel with mm-hmm. suspenders. And it's just like his arms and legs popping out the side of this duffel bag as he scurries on all fours, trying to find where uh, Keo went in the school. And I, I guess he tracks him by scent. Is that right? He's like sniffing. I don't know. He it's pokes weird. his head out and he's like smelling the air. And he goes, oh, yeah, this must be the school. Uh, I, yeah. So, so he finds him but doesn't say anything for a bit. There's a weird scene that I don't know how to read where so Keo has, has solved the math problem. He sits back down. He realizes that he can read a part of the book. And he like turns away from the rest of the class in his desk but like looks over his shoulder at the class and this is right as as Zatch finds him and he like hears the thoughts of the rest of the class I think he's just that's just like in his mind where he's okay. just imagining what the rest of the class is saying about him they're not actually doing that but that's what he thinks they're up to and that's why he doesn't want to make friends with everyone because they think he's he thinks they think he is so weird and like a jackass. Right, right. Okay. At that point, like we'd already introduced some magical stuff. So it's really hard to tell, like, is this part of the magic? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so either, but maybe. Uh, so he goes to leave and he's just going to go home at this point, right? Like he's, he's given up. Yeah. He's just going to ditch school for the day. And so he starts and, to take yeah. off. And then we meet, I guess, another main character, Susie? <laughs> Susie, you know, that famous Japanese name. Yeah, very common. Uh, Susie tries to get Kyo to stay by asking him to tutor her in math. Yeah, because he's tutored her before, and apparently he's very good at explaining math and that kind of stuff to other people and so she's trying to like be his friend and get him to stay and hang out with her uh but he like just blows up at her and is like fine no i'm not gonna tutor you you all think yeah I'm he, weird. he he blows up at her he tells her to fuck off and then zatch breaks his cover <laughs> yeah Kia didn't notice him the cover. whole time even though he was like standing right next to Keo in the classroom, in a double bag, his, his solid snake uh, 
cardboard box hideout. God, if that is not a level in the Zatch Bell video game, I'm going to riot. It, it's got to be. It has to be. Because they did make a video game. They did, didn't they? Uh, but yeah, so he breaks his cover and Zatch starts yelling at Keo like, hey, you don't get to talk to people that way. This is why no one likes you. You should be nicer to people. <laughs> <laughs> and Keo is like super embarrassed by this like three-year-old child showing up basically naked and yelling at him in the middle of school. And so he like runs outside <laughs> away from where people can see. And he says, um, he, he just takes Zatch outside. And Zatch is encouraging him to go and make friends with these people who clearly want to be his friend. And he's like, I know how you can make friends. You should fight bullies. Right. <laughs> That's how you get he friends. develops this a plan. School. This is my genius plan. And he actually pulls out a big sheet of paper out of nowhere. Uh, what's yeah. the name of the plan? I forget. I didn't write it down. Operation, Operation Hero of Justice, I think. Oh, yeah. Operation Hero of Justice. Uh, that was, when they localized it, was written entirely in Comic Sans. Yeah. <laughs> Which I feel like is appropriate. I feel like Zatch is the kind of person who would use Comic Sans. Sure. Sure. Why not? But it's it's I, I love so much about this scene because Zatch has the exact same level of familiarity with public schools that I do. And it's comforting to me in a way that somebody else feels this way. And so he All says, OK, this is from TV. Yeah. He says, this is a high school, right? Well, there must be a ton of bullies here. <laughs> so you just go to the place that all the bullies hang out and beat them up. <laughs> and then you'll be the hero and everyone will love you. Hero. Yeah, that's how, that's how this works. I'm a genius. I've seen that movie. <laughs> and so, so Keo goes like, uh, sh- sure, yeah, let's do that. Hey, uh, why don't you go upstairs uh, to the roof where all the bullies hang out? And then when they bully you, I'll come rescue you and be the hero. And Zatch is like, cool, yeah, Operation Hero of Justice, commence, here we go. That's a great idea. I will do that right now. It, it It's that thing, do you know, Have you, you've seen Hackers. I've made you watch Hackers. No, I've never seen Hackers. Oh I wouldn't watch God, Hackers, though. Jimmy, watch Hackers. Hackers is one of my favorite movies. Um, Hackers is... Uh, a very high school feeling movie. It's got a bunch of people in it who are like, I think in their thirties, um, Matthew Lillard is in the movie for some reason. <laughs> Angelina Jolie. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the lead actor now that I've said it's one of my favorite movies, of course, but um, it, it has this scene, Johnny Lee Miller, Johnny Lee Miller, who was married to Angelina Jolie at the time that they filmed it. 1995 high school hacker movie. Uh, Angelina Jolie welcomes Johnny Lee Miller to the school and she says, hey, you should go check out the roof. It has an Olympic-sized swimming pool. That's and where you put pools. And he's like, cool, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And he goes up to the roof and he steps out onto the roof and the door closes behind him as he sees this like chubby, nerdy-looking kid go, no, 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 wait! And the door closes and the lock clicks, and they're locked onto the roof. And I think it's just that prank, I think is what Keo's trying to do. Yeah, he's trying to get him to just, like, stuck up on the roof. 
he he never decided to go along with Operation whatever, Hero of Justice. Yeah. Um. Uh. So Zat is up on the roof alone. He's like, "Where's all the bullies?" And uh, Susie is actually up there. She shows up. What is she doing up there? Well, I don't know. I don't remember what she's doing up there. Is she? It it almost looks like she's like doing laundry. She's like wringing something out. I don't even remember. What or she's possibly. just hanging out on her maybe own. She, maybe she's just hanging out on the roof. By herself. I mean, With, that's the roof is a good place to do it. I guess. That's where I would hang out. I mean, bring a book or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so Zash sees her and she he's like, are you a bully? I was told this is where bullies hang out. And she's like, I'm not a bully. Bullies are like mean to people and they like shake people down for money and then beat the tar out of them. <laughs> and like... Behind her, as she's saying that, uh, some, like, random people come out of the the stairwell. And suddenly mm-hmm. this, like, eight-foot-tall guy with, like, winged a hair. Mullet. A mullet. Uh, like, is doing all the things she's talking about, where he's, like, shaking them down for money. And then just, like, beating the crap out of these, these <laughs> poor kids. And then, like, kicking them down the stairs. And see, she says, well, I'm obviously not a bully, because I'm not doing any of that. Uh, and so the guy walks over, and he's a bully whose name is apparently Kane. Kane. <laughs> Kane. And he starts bullying her because he's a bully, and that's what he does. That's what he does. There's a great moment there, too, because she, she's explaining all of it as he's doing it, right? And then he walks up behind her, and Zatch points at him and goes, Well, uh, what about that guy? <laughs> is that guy a bully? <laughs> that guy a bully? And, she, and Susie turns around, and I don't know the name for this, but she turns around, and there's a close-up of her face, and this is one of the, like, actually really funnily animated <laughs> shots, and her eyes do that thing where, like, points of them poke out? Yeah, they shoot out of her, they, sh- they turn into, like, cones and shoot out of her face. It's so funny. It's such a good, like, moment. Like, I want that a as a reaction moment. gift to everything. <laughs> it's very Looney Tunes. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, I forgot his name already. Kane, Kane. Uh, threatens them. Yeah, and Zach exactly like, what he does. You can't bully us because just you wait. Keo is gonna come and stop you from being a bully. And Kane's like, oh yeah, and he freaking like drop kicks <laughs> Zach. Like, literally, like, compared to him, Zatch is, like, a foot tall or whatever. Right. And he, like, straight up, like, knees him right in the face, and he, like, goes flying across the entire roof. He does, like, a, like, I have expected to see a combo counter appear, you know? Yeah. Because he, he lands, like, like six hits. Yeah. And it's so brutal, and he, like, slams uh, Zatch against the fence that's, like, the only thing keeping them from falling off of this building. And Zatch just keeps going like, no, you just wait. Keo's going to show up <laughs> any day now. And he just keeps beating the shit out of him. This goes on for like five minutes. It's a long scene. Uh, is this where we cut away and meet Ido? Uh, at some point during the scene, yeah. We don't have to like go into every single detail of Zatch getting the absolute crap beat out of him. No, it goes on for a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's unnecessary. 
But yeah. yeah, this other guy is apparently watching this whole thing from another, like, building rooftop with one of those tourist telescopes. Yeah. And he's, like, perving on Susie. Yeah, he's like, oh, those guys are totally, they're totally fighting over that chick. I should go in and save her. And that's how he's going to get a girlfriend. Yep. Cool. And so we should talk about this dude because yeah. he is a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he is extremely, he is extremely early 2000s skater. He played Jet Set Radio. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is wearing the baggiest clothes and has like long red hair mm-hmm. in like a ponytail, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, it's sort of nebulous, but it's ponytail-like. He's wearing, like, green pants. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like I said, he played Jet Set Radio, and that yep. is his one thing that he has done. <laughs> Based uh, his life off of it. He also has uh, a, a friend named Hyde, uh, who is another kid who looks like Zatch. He's got the big yeah. ventriloquist dummy eyes and, and, and face. He's got like an Astro Boy look to him, almost. Like a palette-swapped yeah. Astro Boy. He's got like red hair and, and a green getup. He doesn't look as childlike as Zatch. Uh, he looked, He definitely looks a little cooler. He's, he's like 10. Yeah. <laughs> he's what it, like a 10-year-old would think looks cool. Right. And uh, yeah, so so Ido says a spell, and his he's revealed to be carrying this this sort of light blue book, and the winds whip up and and lift Ido and Hyde into the air, and they fly from the rooftop that they're on to the rooftop of the school. They skate on the wind. Uh, There's oh. a. Very important. He does yeah. say, he tells uh, Hyde that he has found another Momoto to fight. Right, yeah. This is the first mention of the word Momoto. Uh, so so they go over to, I guess, have a Momoto fight. Which, like, did you get did you get the quickening vibes from this? Yeah. It's like, oh, there's another guy like you. We should go beat him up. Yeah. There can be only one. So, so they fly over. Well, they spend a while flying over. He like does a sweet grind on a railing, but then sees a billboard that has a girl with like her skirt flying up, like Marilyn Monroe style. And he like, and he, like turns and he he's distracted, and he like smacks into the side of a water tower. And they just play it as like a gag, and Hyde goes, "Really, dude, keep it together. Come on." <laughs> uh, and they so they cut back to to um. Zatch getting his ass whooped by by Kane still, and Susie's just like in a panic, trying to figure out like, hey, can we can we all settle, please? <laughs> can you stop beating up this like three year old boy? And and Zatch keeps talking about Operation he- Hero of Justice and how Keo is going to come save the day because he's the the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. And Kane's like, I don't think he's coming. <laughs> I think he yeah. would be here by now. Uh, meanwhile, Keo starts to feel bad for abandoning Zatch and locking him on the roof. Um, <laughs> and so he goes back up the stairwell and he starts watching this scene through the window. And 
he is like scared to go out there because if he goes out there, he'll have to actually do this the stupid plan that Zatch came up with and stop him from getting beat up by this bully. Right. He'll have to admit that he is being friendly. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see what happens next. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> they, yeah. The, what Kyo... happens next? They prolong this they for prolong so this. long. They go back and forth between Zatch and Kane saying like, Kyo's going to come. And Kane goes, no, I don't, I don't think he is. I'm going to keep kicking your ass. And yeah, Zatch another... is going like, yeah, Kyo's going to get here. There's another whole, like five minute scene where Kane just starts talking mad shit about Kyo and how worthless he is and how everyone thinks he's a like garbage person. And oh yeah, a jackass then, who thinks he's better than everyone. And then Zatch has this whole like inspirational monologue about Kyo. Yeah, about how he was always that way and he had so many friends in like elementary school but Kyo didn't change the way his friends treated him changed. Right. They were and jealous of how smart he was. They were jealous of how smart he was, and that's why he has no friends now. It wasn't He's a good his fault. guy and funny and smart, handsome. You've known him for less than a day. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing he did was like foist you on his mom. Right. And so this whole time Kyo is listening from the stairwell and he's like starting to cry. He's very touched, uh, but he still can't bring himself to become part of this plan. And so Kane hears all this and goes like, well, if he's so great, where is he? <laughs> and then Zatch Zach... <laughs> is like, well, he's not here, obviously, because he uh, he had to go to the bathroom. He had <laughs> too much meatloaf him. for lunch. <laughs> Susie drives in and she's like, yeah, yep, I heard that's where he had to go. Uh-huh. Too much yeah. meatloaf. I saw him eating all that food at lunch and I was like, boy, that's going to come back to him later. And sure enough, he's been in the bathroom for a long time. <laughs> and Keo hears this and is mortified, but like kicks the door down and is like, ah, oh, yeah, that felt good. I've been in the bathroom this whole time. <laughs> he plays along. He plays along, which I think is maybe the thing that makes me like Keo again. <laughs> <laughs> and so Keo shows up and he announces he's going to kick the bully's ass. But this dude is like eight feet tall with muscles like, like dachshunds. I don't know. Muscles like... Muscles like dachshunds? <laughs> I was trying to think of something that's like large enough and round enough to be like a forearm. And Pepper was the first oh, thing I thought of. You're saying each individual muscle is roughly the size and shape of a dachshund. Yes. Not he has the same muscle mass as a dachshund. <laughs> Pepper has no muscle mass, but each of this guy's no, muscles is the size and shape of Pepper. <laughs> he has to take supplements. <laughs> poor little poor. Um, anyway, this okay, dude is jacked. Yeah. And so, of course, Kyo gets absolutely beaten the shit out of. <laughs> right. That's, that's again, like, the comedic timing, even in the dub, is really good for this scene somehow. Because he has this whole thing of, like, I'm going to be the hero now and I'm going to take you down. And then there's a beat and then he just gets fucking owned by this guy. <laughs> He's absolutely He's, like, not even breaking a sweat. Uh, <laughs> so... There, uh, uh, Zatch and Susie are watching this happen, and Susie turns to Zatch and says, "Well, what do we do now?" 
Zatch says, it's time for a new plan. And he pulls out. He pulls out out of nowhere. No. He pulls out. This is this is spoiler alert. This is my favorite part of the episode. He pulls out another sign, a new sign, and he writes on it, Operation Praying to the Heavens. <laughs> and it works because suddenly out of the heavens, uh, down falls Skater Boy, who lands directly on the bully's face and like does a sick grind. Uh, and it's SSX tricky. He scores a <laughs> sweet combo. Um, there, we just need the little record scratch in there. The wee wee. <laughs> um, so anyway, he then like lands and uses, he like does like a punch. It's just like a weak little punch, but suddenly all this wind comes out of nowhere and like sends the bully flying across the rooftop. Right. Uh, and he, he goes to Susie and he, he helps her up and he says, you're my girlfriend now. Yeah. He goes from zero to a hundred real quick. And she's like, what? Real quick. And then he's like, I'm real strong. You're my girlfriend now. (laughs) You're welcome. he, He literally says, I'm really strong and I always get what I want. Yeah. While he's gripping her wrist, which is like. Jesus, dude. In- incredibly not okay, number one. But also, I can't believe they did that in a children's television show. Yeah, and, like, his whole, like, skater boy demeanor, like, instantly vanishes, and he's, like, completely poker-faced saying that. It's creepy. It's really, really creepy. And uh, so then Susie is just, like, kind of freaking out, like, what do I do? Um, and so... Uh, Zatch, I think, is the one who gets up first and, like, threatens him. And he does the whole, like, use wind powers thing again. And Keo, like, dives in front of it and, like, grabs Zatch out of the way. And as he's doing that, he notices that behind him is the other creepy kid. And he notices that this guy also has a weird book with him. Yep. And so he, he puts two and two together and realizes that it's not Ido making the wind. Because that's what it looks like. It looks like the wind yeah. is like coming from his fist or whatever. It's it's this kid that's with him. And he's casting spells. He's just actually like... using real magic. And then he figures out, wait a second, I have a book and a weird kid. And a weird spell. That's why he shot lightning out of his face and blew up my room. Because so... the spell is... Zacker and Zacker or whatever and back in his room he called Zatch by the wrong name he said and I don't want anything to do with you Zach or whatever and he accidentally said the spell yeah and so he was like wait a minute I know this magical spell and if I say it then that activates the powers in these like weird kids right and so he pulls the, the book out as these guys are, like, closing in on Zatch. And he opens it and he reads it, Zakir! And, like, the same thing happens where his uh, Zatch's mouth opens and his, li- his eyes light up. And he's like, I'm a fire malazor! And there's this massive <laughs> burst of energy as there's a massive lightning explosion and sends... Uh, he uses hyperbeam, sends the guy flying. Um... <laughs> But he still doesn't realize that it's him using the lightning. No, he like blacks out while it's happening, I guess. Yeah, he just doesn't notice that it's happening. 
Uh, and the skit and Ito retreats with the wind kid. He's like, holy shit, this guy's super powerful. We need to get out of here. And so they book it. Bye. Ta-da! Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And the next shot, I think, is just, like, them at home? No, the next shot is, in the distance, some creepy kid oh, right. is drinking tea with a creepy girl. Yep. And the creepy kid looks like another one of these motos. And they mm-hmm. see the explosion in the distance. And they say, hmm, that was definitely from a Momoto spell. Which means that the battle for Momoto King has begun. Bum bum ba. To be continued? But then we cut back to Keo giving Zatch a bath at home. Oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> okay, yeah. And he's like scrubbing him and he realizes he's completely unharmed from getting beat up by this like fully grown man. Right. Um, and uh, scrubbing his hair. He's wearing a really cool... I, I don't know how I've never seen one of these before. He's wearing like a visor that goes all the way around to keep the soap out of his eyes. Yeah, it's something like it's like the brim of a hat that goes over your head. I've never seen one of these before, but like cool was maybe the, the wrong word. I regret using the word cool <laughs> to describe this. It's extremely dorky, but functional. It's like yes. a shower cap. It's like the inverse of a shower cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it it seems nice for a child. Yeah, no tears. And, right, and so he's he's Kia's like washing Zatch's hair, and he realizes uh, there's something sticking out of his hair. Oh, it's two horns! <laughs> and he like jumps back in shock and horror, and is like completely aghast as Zatch is like playing in the bubbles. And then he right. writes a letter to his dad. And he writes a letter to his dad, and he says, "Dear Dad, thanks for the birthday gift. <laughs> thanks for this weird kid. It's gonna be an interesting year." <laughs> He, he sure is a handful, huh? It's and that's so, the end of the episode. It's so funny to me that he writes a nice letter to his dad. Like, he says, dear dad, and there's a pause. And I fully expected it to say, what the fuck? <laughs> dear dad, you sent me a child who demolished our, uh, our residence here. And he has magical powers. Why would you send a child to live with us? When are but you coming no. home? <laughs> when are you coming home? What are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> but that is where the episode okay. ends. Yep. Uh, Jimmy, what was the best part of this episode for you? Uh, the best part of this episode for me was the concept of what if your little brother was a Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nice. Uh, it's a it's a novel uh, concept, um, or at least entertaining. At least it's like, what if your little brother had powers that you could send them out to to fight other little brothers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have like any the, younger siblings, but I feel like you would should weigh in on this. I would really like sending my brothers out to fight other brothers. <laughs> that would be that would be fun for me. Probably no one else. <laughs> I'll have to ask them. But, I'll be like, hey, if you had superpowers, how would you feel about fighting other little brothers? <laughs> But you would be like the Pokemon trainer for your little brother, right? 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 And but I tell you, you I tell you what to do. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're calling the shots around here. You, they don't actually have any say in when they get to use their powers. You have yeah, to work in a, together. In a complete reversal of our relationship up till this point, I have the control. 
it's good though, best? right? Like it's a good concept. Yeah, it's 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 kind of fun. Playing with and the concept is that the as opposed to something like Pokemon where they're like little creatures, these are like actual people that you have to deal with. I mean, yeah. they're still fighting each other, but you have you have to like engage them on a personal level rather than just be like Pikachu, use Thunderbolt. Right, and the spells make sense to me. Like, you know, he has to learn a spell to activate some hidden power within within Zatch Bell. Uh, as opposed to, like, you know, Pokemon. Like, oh, Pikachu learned Growl. Do you want to forget a move? Like, none of that. No, or, like, Digimon, where all of a sudden they Digivolve for reasons. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... It's an interesting twist on the the classic trope. Yeah. What was your best? My best was Zatch's sign making. <laughs> the the praying to the heavens plan was like genuinely had me laughing while watching the episode. That was actually pretty good. Comedic. Where he, he goes, yes, I have a plan, and he pulls out a sign like this is a character affectation that I would like to have as a as an adult person. Like I would like to be the person who goes to the whiteboard and says, "Here's the new plan." <laughs> Panic. <laughs> Not just any whiteboard, but a whiteboard that you brought with you just for these sorts of uh, situations. Right. Like let me let me unfold this sign that has a handle, and I'll draw on it. You know. Uh huh. <laughs> like that would be really fun. This is surprisingly uh, humorous. Yeah, just the 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 hum- the what am I trying to say? The comedic timing was really good. Uh, well, how about your worst part? I still can't get over how weird and unsettling the animation is. Like yeah. on some of the actual, just like regular people, it was all right. It looks like fairly standard, low budget anime. But the the Momotos are all each and every one of them is kind of creepy to look at. It's a creepy little kid show. Yeah. They look like haunted dolls. I don't know why that is. Probably they'll get into that in the rest of the show. But it's unsettling. Yeah, from what I've seen, they kind of get into it. Not really like, why do they look that way? But they're effectively aliens. Yeah, they're from another dimension. Yeah. So that's just how they look. But it is unfortunate. But some of the other Momotos... And this is the part I remember when I originally pitched this idea to you, was how just goddamn weird the Momotos look. Because some of these little motherfuckers are just so unsettling to look at. Especially, there's one of them that has, like, a duck bill. Oh, uh, yep, yep. Uh, He's in the that, outro, yeah. Yeah, one of them that just has... He turns into a tank. Yeah, one of them is just looking like a sort of face the whole time. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sure the listeners will be able to know what the, what kind of face that is. Well, it's how would you describe? Is that that face that like they're showing their teeth the whole time, and it's like a, a curve? You know what? How how would you describe that? It's like it's like the face you make when you smell something really bad and you realize it's you. Except creepier except creepy uh the wiki if anybody wants to like dive deep into the show the wiki goes really deep zatchbell.fandom.com uh it talks about the manga the anime 
all the characters. I got into a bit of a, a rabbit hole reading about Zatch's dad. Because hmm. Zatch, you see in the intro, Zatch has an evil twin. He does. Named Zeno. Oh. And Zeno is jealous because Zatch got their father's ultimate superpower, while Zeno did not, because their father knew that Zatch's pure heart would be able to contain the power without the desire to use it, because it was a power too great and terrible to imagine. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a weird show. It's a weird little show. It's like... I don't know. There's no... There's a... There's something about all these, like, creepy kids where it's, like, it's not cool. You know, they're not, like, Pokemon where they can look cute or badass. All of these are, like, yeah. weird to look at. Yeah, this was this was a show for strange children. Yeah, I don't, I never <laughs> knew anyone who personally was into it. I still don't. I feel like if it had been, it... I don't know. Like, I feel like if I had been allowed to watch more of this kind of thing, like this is on at just the right time where I like it, it, it was on at the right time where I, I was like old enough to watch it for sure. Like this came out in 2005. Right. Yeah. But if I had been allowed to watch more stuff like it as a child, I would have been more prone to watching it. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Like, it came out, I was just old enough to where I needed a little bit of nostalgia to really get into it. And I just didn't have it for some reason. No. I can't find that one creepy Momoda that I was talking about with the mouth, but if I find him, I'll send you a link. Okay. Because <laughs> there's one that's really unsettling. I I mean, a lot of them are. A lot yeah. of them are is the thing. They're, they're My weird worst... to look at. My worst is just how fucking impossible this show was to find. And I, I went on kind of a, a like a bender trying to figure out who owns the rights to the show and like why the fuck can't we find it. And the, the Wikipedia article for the show has kind of a section about this. Like it talks about the rights for the anime. So it, the anime was originally produced by Toei Animation. Mm -hmm. So same people as, as Yu-Gi-Oh! And then it was acquired by Viz Media, same people as Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, to to you know bring it out to the foreign markets. And in 2005, they contracted Studiopolis to create the English adaptation of the anime. It was aired on Toonami in 2005. Canada's YTV began airing it in 2005. It was on DVD and everything from 2005 to 2007. Uh, Viz Media. Where did where did this go? I I had a whole list of like who all owned it, but Viz Media then sold the licensing rights or like loaned the licensing rights to Flatiron Films Company, and Flatiron Films Company is a sub is a genre branch of New Video, which is a subsidiary of Cinedyme. So Cinedyme owns it. Who's Cinedyme? Cinedyme owns well a shit ton of stuff they're a big studio but uh, a new video owns things like uh they they, they distribute um Yu-Gi-Oh well for one Yu-Gi-Oh Digimon Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog 
Huh. Like they have a short list of things that they that they distribute, but they're really big names. And Zatch Bell, when you look up the stuff that they say that they own right now, isn't on there. It's nowhere that we could find it. Like I am like all the lists, even like on the wiki of places you can watch or purchase online. You click on Hulu. Nothing is there. I open it in iTunes. You it's like completely vanished. It seems like gone. Yeah, it seems like nobody owns this show is the thing. Nobody can sell it. Like nobody can let you buy it. I looked up Zatch Bell DVDs on on uh, Amazon, like just to see. Mm-hmm. There's one person selling it, used. Uh, fifty three ninety four for the DVDs of seasons one and two, and the condition Whoa. is marked as acceptable. It's an ex library rental. Huh. That is. So this. This person, so bizarre. this person acquired the DVD set from a library in apparently Indiana. <laughs> then they wanted to get rid of it because no one was checking it out, apparently. And this is the only place to buy. There's there's one copy. What about eBay? Did you look on eBay? Uh Oh, pardon me. Pardon me. There is a second copy. Zatch Bell, Episode 1, The Lightning Boy from Another World, DVD Region 1, U.S. Import, on Amazon, starting at 183 pounds and 99 pence. Holy shit. Someone has to really be interested in Zatch Bell to go for that. Yeah, what, like, what, what happened to this show? Now, I'm seeing some stuff on eBay. eBay is a good call. You can get... Uh, let's see, Zatch Bell, you can get individual episodes for upwards of £8.50. Oh, well, perfect. So, if you want to pay $12 per episode, (laughs) you can watch Zatch Bell via eBay. Wait, that's like a digital download, or what is that? I think it's the DVD. Let me click on one of these. How would you just get one episode off of a DVD? Uh, Zatch Bell, The Invincible Fulgore, parentheses, volume three, new DVD. The buy it now price is 10 pounds, nine pence. Postage is 2.95. Oh, The Invincible Fulgores. I love their first album. Is this, am, are we sure this is the DVD? I'm not convinced. Oh, pardon me. So this is not just one episode. This is four episodes. Okay. It's episodes nine through 12. That makes more sense. <laughs> Still. What a so, racket. It's so bad. It's so weird that a show can appear on Toonami of all places and then just completely vanish off the face of the earth. And apparently, I mean, people care enough about it that like ripped copies get taken down from YouTube. Yeah, I mean, you can even watch, like, F-Zero on YouTube. Right. You would think that if truly no one cared, it would be up on YouTube. But people care just enough, but don't stream it anywhere. It's really frustrating. I don't know if that's gotten across. (laughs) It feels like someone is trying to actively remove it from distribution. I'm going to call it conspiracy. I think this show has some hidden truths that we're not meant to know. (laughs) 
That, our new conspiracy podcast, di- diving deep into shows that appeared and then vanished. Yeah. That oh, would actually I, be I would a listen to that. That'd be podcast. fun. Yeah. That's way All more right, well, work than I want to put into it, though. Let's move on to the next part of the episode. It's time to bring my partner, Lauren, into the studio. Lauren's wearing headphones. She's actually sitting right next to me. Hi. Hi. Are you ready? Hi, Lauren. Lauren's going to join us in the studio. And while she gets settled, I'm going to read a couple of emails from our listeners. If you want to reach us, you can uh, email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. Listener Bailey writes in. Bailey says, hi, Jimmy and Tyler. Hi. I've listened to your podcast for a while now and thought I'd write in since you are about to start season three, which I remember watching live on television back in the early 2000s. I'm a longtime Yu-Gi-Oh fan, and I remember waking up every Saturday to watch the new episodes. I think I pretty much watched the show religiously starting partway through season one and continuing on till the end of season three. I do vividly recall that after season two, I was so excited to see Battle City Finals, and I could not wait to see Yugi face Merrick and watch the conclusion of the arc. Imagine my surprise when instead the next episode of season three started, and it took a sudden left turn into something completely different. Oh boy. For weeks, I remember watching every day, wondering if today was the day that we returned to Battle City Finals, and instead being faced with the extremely bizarre, Kaiba-centric plot of season three. This was pretty much my first experience with a filler arc in anime, and I had no idea what was going on. Eventually, I let go of waiting for Battle City to resume, and I just got into Season 3, which is still one of my favorite seasons because of how ridiculous and weird it is. Also, I was a bit of a Kyber fangirl back then, which is rather embarrassing to admit as an adult. That's not embarrassing. Uh, So I liked that Season 3 had so much of his backstory. But I thought I would share a little bit of what it was like back in the day to watch this season with literally no idea of how long it would take to get back to Battle City. 10 episodes? 20? Who knows? Anyways, I can't wait to hear you cover this arc and eventually return to the finals. Keep up the good work on the podcast. Signed, Bailey. Bailey. Thank you, Bailey. We, We have to watch season three for Bailey. We have to do it for Bailey. Listener Dab also writes in, Hey guys, recently listened to your newest episode. It's a nice change of pace to hear you... Jimmy just dabbed on camera. Hi, listener Dab. Uh, uh, Dab says, recently listened to your newest episode. It's a nice change of pace to hear you guys reviewing something good for once. I don't know which I prefer. It's great that you guys are back to, going back to Yu-Gi-Oh. I've which been watching a lot of anime recently. About? Say that? Say what? Which episode is Dab talking about? I think they're talking about Dragon Pilot. This came out uh, right after Dragon Pilot. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I'd like, like to know what if we watch seen... that's good? <laughs> Have you guys seen Haikyuu? I have heard not. Of it. I it comes up on on Netflix every now and then. I have not seen it. Uh, Dab says. Plus, I have a show recommendation for you guys. Sorry, Jimmy. Uh, high Score Girl. I don't know why they say sorry, Jimmy. There. So they recommend High Score Girl and say it's about a boy who's really good at Street Fighter Two, literally Street Fighter Two, but bad at everything else. When he gets beat by the rich, preppy, perfect girl from his class, he's so mad, and you can probably tell what happens from there. It may have a supernatural element, though. I'm not far enough to tell, but something suspicious just happened, so... dot dot dot. It leans fully into the real video game show thing. Then they say... And this is the part that I think we should be saying sorry, Jimmy, for. They say, also, Yampod Discord? I will do whatever it takes to make this a reality. Huh. Jimmy, should we make a Discord for the show? Are we going to have a lot of people in it? I don't know. That's the thing. Might just be you two and Dab. <laughs> it might just, which kind of seems cool. <laughs> like we've talked about that before, because we we like we're not try as we might. Neither Jimmy or I are super into social media. We're we're not 
extremely online, as the kids say. We're kind of online. I'm pretty online. You're pretty. On, you're more online than I am. I'm just like, I'm there. I, I signed out of Instagram. Uh, I don't know, like a week and a half ago, a couple weeks ago, because I'm trying to finish this giant thing and a I, master's degree. Yeah, I needed a break. Um, and I was like, oh, I wonder. Like, I didn't post anything about. It. I didn't say anything, and I was like, I wonder if anybody's gonna comment on this, and nobody has because i realized as soon as i signed out of it i was like oh i primarily use instagram as a messaging app which is like not how you're meant to use it but i use the dm function more than anything else and i realized that and so then today i was video chatting with some friends and (laughs) one one of my friends confirmed that she had sent me like 50 something messages like a hundred oh. something messages and she was like i just now realized you haven't seen any of them oh. <laughs> like, oh, oh, i feel no. so bad she was like that makes a lot of sense i've basically been doing the digital thing of like talking to myself in an empty room <laughs> oh, oh no I was like, oh, no. So, <clears throat> so i might have to become a social media person again yeah well and i it, uh a couple of weeks ago went out into the wilderness and like didn't check of my social media and whatever. And I still have been avoiding Twitter, which has been good. Cause every time I open it up, it's like go reaching down and picking up a live scorpion. You know, what's going to yeah. happen when you look at it, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it's going to be. Yeah. So, I Like, I've used Discord for a few things. We've talked about making a Discord before, but I think we turned it down because we were like, we don't want to do any extra work. (laughs) We don't want to moderate people. Yeah, that's an entire extra level of, like, community management that I have no experience in. And I feel like it could, like, go downhill. I... I I, I think I would be up for it with the proviso that we say, like, if this goes bad we just shut it down (laughs) we can cancel this at any time for literally any reason right i don't know maybe maybe later on in season three yeah let's let's revisit this idea later on dad maybe you can convince us uh again if you want to email us email us at you activate my podcast at gmail.com thank you dab and bailey for writing in lauren my beautiful partner lauren we bring you into the show every week well, usually to play a game called Yu-Gi-Oh! or Not, that may be changing in season yeah. three. We're going to talk about that a little bit off mic. Uh, we're going to play something different. But this week, we've brought you in for Yu-Gi-Oh! or Not again. Oh. It's time! You didn't watch Yu-Gi-Oh! For a little game called Yu-Gi-Oh! or Not. See, last week, you did a cool thing where you themed it <clears throat> to the anime you watched. I did. I did. And, and you didn't do it this week. I kind of did it okay. this week. So this week, we're playing a game where something is either a real Yu-Gi-Oh card or... Now, I don't know if you overheard us. The episode title is Lightning Boy from Another World. I didn't hear that, but I, I loved that David Bowie album. <laughs> <laughs> so so this week's Yu-Gi-Oh or not is, is it a Yu-Gi-Oh card or is it Lightning Boy in a different language? What? <laughs> Just... Just the words Lightning Boy translated into various languages. Okay. So it's I'm so Yu-Gi-Oh card or 
Yu-Gi-Oh card Boy? or Lightning Boy is the name of the well, game. Well, I speak exactly one language, so I'm going to be terrible at this. That's that's a-okay. Uh, are you ready to play? Yeah. All right. Card number one, Lakunga. <laughs> Lakunga. <laughs> card number two, Salama Poika. Salama Poika. Card number three, Fulmo Kanabo. Maybe Nabo? Nabo. Full Metal Alchemist. I feel like I had to pronounce the K there for the listeners. Card number four, Pandaborg. Pandaborg. Card number five, Munji. Munji. Potentially Munge. <laughs> Card number six, Gokboot. Nice. Gokboot. Those are your six cards. Lauren, tell me what you think. Yu-Gi-Oh card or Lightning Boy? I have some ideas. Okay. Now, presumably, you didn't just do, like, there's there's two ones on here that are two words. And I don't know if Lightning Boy is two words or one word, but presumably you have not followed that convention. That... I see what you're asking. Uh-huh. I'm not going to give anything away right. with my answer. However, I will say that in English, lightning boy is two words. Okay. I think Pandaborg is a Yu-Gi-Oh card because I can picture that. Pandaborg. It's like going to be a robot panda. Pandaborg sounds like uh, it's like a Swedish town. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. Come Pandaborg. visit us in Pandaborg. Pandaborg. Yeah. Uh, Salama Poika, I think, is Lightning Boy. Okay. You're looking at, you're looking mm. at Lakunga, you're looking at Mun, Munji. <laughs> Please, Munj. Munj. <laughs> Munji Ito, the famed horror novelist. <laughs> <laughs> I want Fulmo Nabo to be Lightning Boy also, but I I don't think it is because because of my Scantron logic. Okay, okay. Be, and you, and you're saying that because Fulmo Nabo is two words, yeah. and Salama Poika is also two words, right. and you said Salama Poika is Lightning Boy, yeah. therefore the other two word answer cannot be Lightning Boy. Right. Okay. Just, just to the listeners, all I'm trying to do is just get your mental process out there. Yeah, I want I'm the listeners to know wrong, what's going on. I don't even know if this mental process is interesting to anyone. I mean, this show, we have listeners. So, like, <laughs> I think anything is interesting to anyone. Now, what do I think is the third Yu-Gi-Oh card? We have, we, what we have left? We have, we have Lakunga, we have Munji, and we have Gokboot. I'm going to say Gokboot is Lightning Boy, because that's funny. Okay. I don't know why. It just sounds funny. Hmm, this is hard. I'm going to say Lakunga is Lightning Boy. And Munge is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Because I, I want to see what that looks like. Okay. Starting at the top, you said Lakunga is Lightning Boy in a different language. Guess so. I'm afraid it's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah. Lakunga is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Salama Poika, card number two, you said it was Lightning Boy in a different language. It is. Yeah. Salama Poika is, and it's been long enough now that I need to re-Google this. <laughs> Salama Poika is Lightning Boy in... Uh, da, ba, ba, ba. 
Oh, it's also, sorry, Poika Salama is also the name of Kid Flash in this language. Oh, uh, let sure. me go to translate.google.com real quick. I think it's Finnish because that's the most recent one that I have pulled up. This is great radio for everybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, well done doing your research for this. I, you know time. what? I had it all ready and then I closed it all. Uh, it's in Finnish. Yeah. Salama Poika is Lightning Boy in Finnish. Fulmo Knabo, you said was a Yu-Gi-Oh card. I'm afraid that's Lightning Boy in mm. Esperanto. Ooh. Okay. Lightning Boy in Esperanto. Esperanto. That's a rare pull. Uh... Pandabor. No, not for Tyler. Not for me. <laughs> he talks about it all the time. I like the idea of Esperanto. Um, it's Pandabor, a solo you idea. Said was, yeah. Pandaborg, you said, was a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Mm. That's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah. Of course it is. Come on. Pandaborg, come on. Munji, you said, was a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Unfortunately, Munji is Lightning Boy. Uh, Munji is Lightning Boy in Croatian. It's just Lightning in Croatian, apparently. Uh, Mun- is it? Oh, pardon me, Bosnian. And it, look, it, it's just saying lightning. No, no, because it, it autocorrected to... What the fuck, Google Translate? Google yeah. Translate, you lied to me. I know I that I like used Bosnian. I I should Bosnian. get this point. Yeah, you, I'll give you a half point. Half point? I'll give, well, because it... Google Translate did me wrong. Mm. Uh, Munji is lightning in Bosnian uh, or Croatian. Uh, and Gokboot, you said, was Lightning Boy. Gokboot, unfortunately, is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. I did, I did pull a bit of an audible there because Gokboot is not the full title of the card. The full title. Oh of the my card god! I should get another point for I'll that. I'll give you. I'll give you. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'll give you another version. I'll, is I'll give you rigged. a quarter. A quarter point for that. <laughs> a quarter point. Uh, wow. Gokboot's full name is Gokboot. The fiery noodle Jonin. The what? Yeah. See, I would have got that if you played the game <laughs> fair. I would be like, that's that, a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh that's card. That's not Lightning Boy. Yeah, that doesn't mean Lightning Boy. The fiery wow. noodle Jonin. I didn't e- you know what? Good thing we're switching to a different type of game because <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to play a dirty, I don't It's play so with difficult you to come up with these when it's not Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that was Yugi or not. I feel cheated. As we've alluded to, Lauren uh, is is working on a new game uh, to play in season three. Look forward to that. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Yampod. That's Y-A-M-P-O-D. Go to our website, heartofthe.cards. Maybe we'll have a Discord one day. We'll see what happens. Uh, and uh, emailing us is the best way to uh, hear your words read aloud on the show. That's you activated my podcast at gmail.com. Jimmy, am I forgetting anything? Uh, no, but I do have grave news. Uh oh. I found the character I was looking for that so horrified me all those years ago that burned Satchbell into my mind. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. This girl's name is Naomi, and I will uh-huh. be dropping a picture of her into the chat right now. I'm not excited. This is this. why I do not like this show. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> this looks like... <laughs> looks like you know from rugrats 
You know, An- yeah, Angelica. Angelica's doll. This looks like if Angelica and her doll like melded and had this weird plastic face. It now, also kind of looks like you know how sometimes they try to draw cartoon characters in other styles. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it looks like somebody tried to draw. Oh, what's her name from Hey Arnold? The girl who's obsessed with him. Oh, oh, Helga. Uh, right, Helga. Helga. Yeah, if they tried to draw Helga in a different style. Yes, she's horrifying. And what's even more horrifying about her is she is not a Mamoto. She's a I was regular ask. human. Oh God. She has opened her mouth like one time and she looked like that. Oh, God. Oh, what the fuck? She can yeah. open her mouth wider? She is horrifying. How would you describe how she looks? She looks like a Rugrat, like a, like a character from Rugrats. Like she's got pink overalls. Oh, God. She's so unsettling. Blonde pigtails. But then, you know, like the grimace emoji? Like That's exactly what it mag- looks like. Zoom the mouth. Oh, God. Most of her face is mouth. It's horrifying. I don't like looking at it. I'm going to close this tab now. (laughs) This is... is I'm closing this tab. This is upsetting to me. All right. Well, that's going to be the end of the show for this week. Next week, we are going to get back into, finally, Season 3 of Yu-Gi-Oh! We'll be starting with Episode 1 of Season 3, and we're also going to be doing a draft of all of the monsters of season three. Well, probably most of the monsters of season three. Some of the so monsters. That we can, uh, so that we can have our teams put together for a new game that Lauren is preparing for us. If it's anything like this uh, version of Yugi or not, it's going to be 2.75% of the monsters <laughs> of season three. I can take points away. <laughs> you can't. Because it wasn't a real game. <laughs> then that means you didn't get any points. <laughs> so. Uh, wow, anyway, uh, as Lauren and I go here. to couples counseling. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so we're going to be we're gonna be doing a draft of uh, the season three monsters to put together some monster teams for Jimmy and myself. And we will compete against each other uh, is what we know so far. Uh, oh, that's what I... <laughs> I was like, man, there's something else that I say at the end of the show. Yeah, uh, uh, there's a link in the show notes now uh, that goes to blacklivesmatters.card.co. Uh, go, mm-hmm. and if you can, I know things are, are tight right now, but if you can, go donate to places that can use your money. Um, black lives still matter, even if your feeds have gone back to normal. And in fact, especially if your feeds have gone back to normal. Be kind to one another, wear a fucking mask, and uh, until next time, Zakir!